Today is Thursday, March 31st, 2016. My name is Kate Ellis, and I'm interviewing Marianne Scully. This is an interview for the Belmont Story Project. I'm going to say hi, Marianne. Hi, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I want to just lay some quick groundwork, and then we'll get to your high school years. Can you just remind me where and when you were born and then when you came to Belmont? I was born in Cambridge. Mm -hmm. Everyone was born in Cambridge or someplace, not Belmont, although my husband was born in Belmont in a house. Oh. So I'm a transplant. I came when I was five. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else do you want to know? Well, a lot, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go straight to the high school years. So, I understand that you went to Belmont High School for Mary, the yeah Mary Lee and the junior high school, which was to the ninth grade, and then high school was ten through twelve. And what were you saying the name of it was? Mary Lee Burbank, which is still there. Right. Okay. And the junior high school is now called the middle school. Right. Yeah. yeah. But so, I'm interested in education. Uh, Joanna didn't say, I have a degree and a master's in education, and that's what I'm really interested in. So everything I do is to try to educate people. Wow. All right, so tell me about your first memories of getting into the high school, and what, what stands out to you when you think about your high school years and what that place was like? was a great place. I lived oh, I lived in the center of town. If you picture a wheel, I was in the center of it. It's right up the street up here in the corner of Godin School. And my mother never drove me anywhere. I had to walk everywhere. And I was allowed to go to anything the high school did. So naturally, I was at everything. Went to every football game, basketball game, hockey game. I played sports down the street. I played a lot of tennis down the street. And it was fun. And um, I should interject that Myrtle Street was closed in the winter, and we used to coast. It was wonderful. All day long, my mother could get rid of me, send me down the street, and that was it. Um, high school was wonderful. And um, Angelo, I think you and I had the same class advisor, Dr. Betancourt, because you were class of 61. He was a fabulous person. He had no children, he and his wife, so they treated us like we were their kids. And we have a very unusual class because we meet every five years. I've been on the uh, reunion committee every five years, and it's been a lot of fun. But this year, and I, I decided that we're going to have a 64th. Don't ask me why I said 64 and not 65, but that's what we're doing. And mm -hmm. it was really great. And he taught us that we should all work together, get together, and have a purpose. And the purpose was that everyone in the school, because a lot of kids in my class couldn't afford the class banquet, couldn't buy the yearbook and all that. So he set his sights on a certain number. And in those days, it was $3,000, which was a lot of money in those days. And he planned many projects. And we did things that were unheard of. The biggest one was he wanted to have a concert, which is now all the time, out in the field. But the school committee voted us down. But we did manage to raise the $3,000, and they were all like brothers and sisters to me because I was raised as an only child. My, we moved the year before World War II, which was a tremendous transition for the town of Belmont and everyone in it in the whole country. My brother and sister went off to war. My sister worked in Washington. My brother was in the service. So I was raised as an only child. So high school, Dr. Betancourt and everyone in my class was very important. Remind me what, um, what years you were there, Marianne? 50, 51, 52. Okay. And I happen to have the yearbooks for those three. You do? Yes. Okay. That, we'll have to figure out a way to 
enter that into the record. So tell me about, um, you know, you, you, you talk about sort of, you know, feeling like the whole community was a, a family. Do you remember, like, h- roughly how many students were in your class? 265. Okay. so My children had yeah. 450. So a little bit smaller. A little smaller, yeah. yeah. You talked about Mr. Betancourt mm-hmm. um, and the different types of ideas that he had. Is there any one particular um, activity or initiative that he worked with you guys to launch that, you, that stands out to you? The Pops Night which was held in the high school gym. And we were very proud of our gym and cafeteria because it was the best one in the whole Middlesex League. This was the old high school up the street, which is now the Wellington School. And that was unheard of, that that Mal Winter, the coach, allowed us to use his gym to have a Pops, and we did. And a Pops? Describes what that is? It's like the Boston Pops. Okay. They came and they played music and sang and so on. Who came? The Boston Pops came? Oh, no, no. <laughs> um, different people, or different kids performed, and we paid, you know, an entrance fee, and we had tables and chairs and all that stuff, and it was fun. Got it. I Tell- still have the, the um, I gave it to the Historical Society. Victoria has all that. Um, I still have the tablecloth that was on the table. It says Class of 52. Wow. Tell me more. I want to hear other memories that stand out from that time. Of high school? Yeah. Well, since I grew up and I wasn't old enough at the time, I must have been in the eighth grade, they had a fabulous um, night called Sadie Hawkins Dance. And in those days, the girls asked the boys. And Joe and I have been in the intergenerational program, and the kids said, what it was like to go out on a date? And I said, well, the boys paid. And the girls said, what? And I, I said, yeah. But Sadie Hawkins was a special day, so we had it too. And um, we asked the boys in our class. We went and picked them up. We brought them uh, corsages made out of vegetables, and we took them to the dance. We bought everything. We did everything. We took their coats off and all that. Years later, I um, did it again with my college friends, and uh, we had a lot of fun. Only this time, when we went to the restaurant, the boys made us wait till the end, and then they paid the bill. <laughs> All right, I, this might be a detail, but I got to picture this. How do you make a corsage out of a vegetable? What vegetable would one use? Cabbage, make... lettuce, things like that. Okay, so kind of <laughs> leafy things. Right. That, okay. So I, have no, I literally have no idea how long we've been talking for. I completely lose track of time when I'm doing this. How are we doing? Um, in about six and a half minutes. Okay, six great. So, you know what I want to do? I want to just try something. I wasn't thinking about doing this, but let's just see. Um, you've been hearing us chat for just a few minutes, you, and I want to hear more stories from you. But I wonder, um, all of you potential interviewers and interviewees out there, do you have a question for Marianne from the high school years that you would want? Do you, is there a story? Yeah, right there. Yes, Peter. Oh, I'm so glad. Hang on one second. I'm, I'm gonna, so glad you asked. So I'm going to repeat the question. Do you remember what the Belmont Public Library was like back then? I'm very glad you asked. I almost forgot. Um, it was where the school department is. And when I took a, I went to summer school and college, so I had to study at night. There was no air conditioning. I melted at nighttime. And it was over there. I wish it was here when I lived here. Wow. Does anybody? Yeah. Oh, there was a Waverly branch, yes. And there was um, the Benton branch, but I didn't go to those. I went to the main one. All right. Um, I, go ahead, and then I'm going to repeat your questions so that we can hear it in the mic. Go ahead. 
Dr. Um, Mr. Higginbottom. Who, oh. Mm -hmm. The question was who was the principal at I'm that sorry. time? I'm sorry. Don't Mr. be sorry. Mr. Higginbottom. What do you remember about him? Nothing special. <laughs> <laughs> he was really, he favored the boys more than the girls. He was what? I'm sorry? He favored the boys more than the girls. The other thing is for the women in the audience, uh, we had a lot of choices. We could be a nurse, a teacher, our um, secretary. In fact, some of my classmates talk about that now. Some of the girls that became secretary should have been something else. There was no doubt about it. Yeah. That's probably why I'm so into the league and what they do. Push, 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 you know? Right. It's to open up those opportunities. Right. Yes, Jeff. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> No. That you didn't have the opportunity? We didn't. I'm going to ask the question. Thank you. No, it's okay. It's fine. It's understandable. You just naturally answer. <laughs> Jeff just asked, did you feel at the time that it was unfair to girls that they only had those opportunities? No. And Belmont was a little ahead of the mainstream in sports. We played field hockey when a lot of schools did, and we played a lot of private schools. And I was about five years into it. Um, they literally had to take the MBTA to go from one place to another, but we actually were on buses. And there were some choices for girls. I don't think we felt that way at all, no. I have a question, um, and this comes from a personal... I actually grew up in Cambridge, Massachusetts, so mm -hmm. I'm a transplant from Cambridge from way back. Um, do you remember when you were growing up in Belmont having any... Did you go into Cambridge much? Was it? Oh, yes. You did. You know why? Because the bus still does it. It goes right into Harvard Square. So, again, Mom didn't drive. If you wanted to go someplace, you hopped on the bus. If you wanted to go that way, and some of the dates I had, Joe, sorry you weren't there, um, <laughs> we'd take the bus and hop on the subway and go into the movies. <laughs> go to the movies in Harvard Square? Yeah. No, Boston. Oh, oh, you'd go into Boston. And go to the Pops and things like that. Yeah. yeah. But you have to live in this side of town. What do you mean? Oh, to get to the bus? Well, yeah, because I'm, we're spoiled over here. I live over there now. It's not the same. Okay, you need to explain for people who don't know, where's over there? <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, the town is split in half with the railroad tracks, and you have to go under the bridge, and I go at least four to eight times a day <laughs> to get any place. And now everything's on this side. If I want to go to the library, I have to come over here. I see. Okay. Although the town hall is on the other side, I have to say that. True enough. But the post office is over here. Right. And we've got that beautiful new pool. And we have that beautiful That's new pool. That's over here. Yes. So. All right. I feel like we've gone for, um, obviously, it's just the tip of the iceberg, but thank you so much. You're welcome. Yeah.